Welcome to NARAL's The Morning After. Each Thursday, our podcast brings you the latest on reproductive health care, progressive politics, and the fight to keep abortion safe and legal. NARAL's The Morning After is a production of NARAL Pro-Choice Ohio. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at ProChoiceOH. Enjoy the show! Hi, I'm Jamie. Hi, I'm Randy. Hi, I'm Gabe. Uh, and so before we started recording, we just got done trying to figure out what day it is and how many days <laughs> into the Trump administration. Still very hard words yeah, to speak. I don't like it on my loud. mouth. I don't like to say it. Oh my, no. Yeah, it hurts. Samantha B had, did you see the video? Yes. No. Samantha B had a terrific video. Uh, she sent her staff around, <laughs> hit that record button on the way. She sent her <laughs> staff around at the inauguration to talk to Trump supporters one more time. And, uh, you know, it was the sort of standard daily show Colbert course, report, yeah. you know, Samantha B. they're making fun they of people. They did the same thing in like the RNC. And yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. It was that sort of thing. Yeah. Until the very end. <laughs> the very end, they've got one of their correspondents, this sort of petite young woman with a British accent. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And she's talking to this huge guy, and he's got like the big Fu Manchu uh, mustache and a cowboy hat. And this crazy Make America Great Again t shirt yeah. that wasn't like just plain, it was like crazy colored. And, yeah. yeah I was, mean, you know, uh, he was a good he old boy. He was in it. Yeah, he yeah. was yeah. in it. He was like, oh, this is great. I love this. You know, uh-huh. and she's standing there talking to him and she's, you know, asking him those sort of questions. And she pauses and she's like, wait a minute. I know you. He's like, yeah, you do. You made fun of me before. Well, apparently <laughs> they had interviewed the same guy. And so then they cut and they showed the uh, footage before. Yeah, they went to Iowa and they ran into the same guy in Iowa and she made fun of him in as, Iowa. As they during, did all the other Trump yeah, people uh-huh, during yeah. the primary yeah. show. Yeah. And she suddenly had this realization <laughs> that they had made fun of this man before, that she personally mm-hmm. had mocked him on television. And so why did he agree to be interviewed again? Well, because now he was at the Trump inauguration and, and he his won. guy won. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I swear, I it, it drew tears to my eyes because yeah. suddenly she realized that this person that she was mocking yeah. was the victor in this situation. yeah. Yeah. And, and so she said, and so she just kind of admitted, she's like, since, since you won, would you like to make fun of me? And he was just like, I need to hear you say it. President Donald Trump. And she stood there and she couldn't get the words out of <laughs> <No>. her mouth. <laughs> and I knew exactly how uh-huh. that felt because I yeah. don't want to say those words. No, mm-hmm. I don't say it. Oh, God, I love it's it. horrible. I love it. Last night, Lawrence Fishburne was on The Daily Show talking about um, his movie that's going to come on um, BET called Mediba, and it's him portraying Nelson Mandela. Mm. Nice. Um, yeah. I've been seeing a lot of previews for it because I've been watching also the new edition movie. Plug for that. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. Um, but yeah, he was talking about, he just calls him 45. That's That sounds like a great plan. Yeah, he was like, I don't like give it... Yeah, he was like, we don't need to focus on what 45 is doing. We need to focus on what we're going to do. I'm like, Although okay. we do need to focus on what 45 is doing. Because yes, right. as sense, we were yes. having this conversation, you know, it, it it's funny. Um, I've been seeing a meme 
of Captain Picard from Star Trek Next Generation. Yes, the, uh, with the no, no, it's actually him sitting in the captain's report with you know how you feel every day in 2017, <laughs> and the bottom of it says damage report. Right. <laughs> yes, right. and right. so and actually, one of my Facebook friends who works for one of the national organizations has started. She started it like the day after inauguration, and somebody said you need to do this every day. She does. She she bonds. It's close of business today what's today's damage report and it's ridiculous and scary and terrifying and i don't know all the words to look at the rundown of everything i mean yesterday totally unrelated to like stuff we generally talk to on this podcast yesterday he destroyed relations with mexico on twitter like we all thought he would yeah but it actually happened yesterday and so you know, I don't like guacamole or avocados that much, but other people who do, you should the be concerned. The rest of us love them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Y'all should be concerned. Well, and beyond that, I mean, I was reading an article about how, yes, we manufacture, we do the final manufacturing of bunches of Fords, Chryslers, all kinds of cars in the United States. Mm-hmm. You know where all those parts come to put them together in those plants in the United States? Right. Yeah. Mexico. Yeah. Right. So if you're going to tariff those parts coming in, you're going to destroy the American auto industry here, that he wants them to build more plants. Like, dude, that doesn't actually work. Right. Yeah. How is it supposed to help us? And I read that we're supposed to, we're going to pay for the wall by putting a 20% tariff on imports. From Mexico. Yep. But... How is how is that helping us putting a twenty percent tax on it, uh, and we're not even? Uh, it's going to no. punish us and them because we would mm-hmm. have to pay for it, and yeah. they would lose sales. Yes. yes. Which somebody says, hey, then you're just going to put more Mexicans out of business, and they're going to try and immigrate into uh-huh. the United States <laughs> looking for jobs. Yeah. He's a fucking. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think it, there's. <laughs> I think there's a big percentage of this country that uses the term Mexicans as a slur, and those people are horrible human beings. Yes. But the rest of us fit into these two categories. We either love having, you know, cheap parts for stuff made Mm -hmm. in Mexico, or we we really like Mexican culture. Yes. I mean... You know, and, and maybe some of it's based on stereotypes. Yeah. I'm good with a that. A taco truck on every corner. It sounds good. You know, it's some, delicious. <laughs> you know, some Cuervo in my margarita. This is a, yes. a fun thing. Yes. Exactly. You know. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. and and people and it's like the outrage should be there already because he this man said over and over and over and over and over again how we're not going to pay for the wall mm-hmm. and now we're looking at Congress talking about how how they're going to pay for the wall it's not we shouldn't be talking about how we're going to pay for it because you promised that we weren't going to pay for it mm-hmm. right. like yeah but already it seems like I mean I know people are I don't know I guess people should be more out. Even well, though maybe we are outraged, but it's just so much. Yeah, so and much we can and we can eat. find the freaking money to build a fifty billion dollar wall along the along the Mexican border, but we can't find what it was at thirty eight million to fix the pipes in Flint, Michigan. Yeah, let's let's have that conversation. Exactly. Like, yes, no, I do not want. You know, they you know reinst- they passed a bill this week to you know make the Hyde Amendment permanent because I don't want my tax dollars going for abortion. Well, you know what? I don't want my tax dollars paying for a freaking wall on the mo- Mexican yes. border. I want my yes. my money to go to those pipes in Flint. Exactly. So can we have that conversation? Because if I can choose where yes. my tax dollars go, I'm going to choose to actually help little children in Flint, Michigan, not have. 
poisoned water. poisoned water on a daily basis. So, you know, it's just, it, mm, I, I, I've yeah. gotten yeah. to the point where I'm almost non-functional at the end of most days when I read through this Facebook post yeah. of today's damage report on what all happened. I have to try to stay off there as much as possible. Like, I, I can't not go on there <laughs> because, you know, we promote stuff on yeah. there and I do like right. seeing like different articles just um and I mean I am interested to to read and to know like more about what exactly um this all means but yeah other than that like I have to try to stay off and like because it's just too much it's too depressing mm-hmm. and yeah yeah and we we're we're not even yeah a weekend we're mm-hmm. literally a weekend like yeah. Help us, Jesus. <laughs> okay, so we, we we jumped straight past the good part of our agenda yes. from the yes. inauguration to the White House dysfunction. Um, <laughs> back to the inauguration, the, the huge thing uh, that Trump was so upset about was the debate over uh, crowd, crowd size. size. Yeah. And that immediately got into uh, a huge look at whether or not we can believe what the White House is saying, because uh-huh. the White House swears it was like the largest crowd in human history. Period. period yes. Yes. <laughs> period. The like, largest crowd. To, yeah. Period. You put a period on the end. So once, when people put something and say something and put a period on the end, that means they're lying. Yeah. Don't believe that person <laughs> at all. Like, yeah, right. no. <laughs> no. An even larger crowd than what was at the inauguration by any measure was on Saturday, the Women's March on Washington. Um, just completely filled them all uh, in D.C., was joined in Ohio by massive marches, Cincinnati, Cleveland, Chillicothe, Dayton. Mm-hmm. Uh, there wasn't one in Toledo, but I know women from Toledo went to Ann Arbor. There was a huge march mm-hmm. there. Just, yeah, you know, all, all seven over. cottons. In Antarctica. Cottons. Yes. yes. There's people, pro- if there's women protesting you in Antarctica, and you're <laughs> the president of the United States, you're doing something wrong. Uh-huh. Like... Right. <laughs> Well, and the people who were complaining about how it was chilly here, they did one in, I think it was Juneau, Alaska. It was negative 12 outside and they like did a full on march and outdoor thing. So yeah, I mean, it was, it was everywhere. Yeah. It was, I was in Dayton. I think they said in Dayton there ended up being around Mm 3000 people. It was like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That made me really, really proud. I mean, 3000 people in Dayton, Ohio was a massive crowd. That's a lot of people. Yeah. That's a lot of, (laughs) because I was like, no one should ever ask me about crowds because I'm a terrible guesstimator. I was like, oh, this is 10,000 people. <laughs> like, but it seemed like yeah. it because we were in the like, the courthouse square mm-hmm. is not like a huge area. I mean, that's where they do their pride at, right. but yeah. it's still not a huge area. So 3,000 yeah. people is like a lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. the number of people who showed out, the number of marches, in you know, the of individual marches mm-hmm. um, that were scheduled across the country and, and around the world was amazing. Uh, did you watch any of the? Well, you were at the Dayton March, mm-hmm. so you, I, I was um, tweeting all of the, <laughs> all, all of the, the marches. So I got to see uh, the show in DC was a really well produced stage production. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't actually get to watch it. It was great. I mean, Alicia Keys, Madonna dropped a bunch of f bombs on. <laughs> I CNN. heard about that. I heard. <laughs> Uh, Janelle Monet. I heard she said she wanted to bomb the White House. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's Madonna, so <laughs> whatever. Um, obviously, Cecile Richards, many leaders uh, from, uh, you know, various uh, parts of the feminist movement, labor yeah. leaders. Yeah. Um, I saw, you know, a, a ton. I, I think, 
in in my estimation, maybe I'm wrong, but from what I saw, it looked like more than half the women that were taking to the microphone were women of color. Yeah. There was a lot of women stepping up, talking mm-hmm. about how they were Muslim and, mm-hmm. you know, were representing their communities. Mm-hmm. Really terrific. You know, for all the criticism about, oh, this sounds like a standard white woman mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. What we saw on TV was not, uh, yeah. you mm-hmm. know, you know a, a majority white with you know no. the couple token uh, people no. of color, Th- this was a I really feel like good it was production. the same at all the ones that I've been to. Granted, I've only been to the one here and in Dayton, um, but considering that Columbus and Dayton are both majority white cities, I mean there were still yeah. a lot of people of color there. Yeah. There's still a lot of women of color there at both marches, and also speakers. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as Dayton, um, there were speakers from Planned Parenthood. Sharon Newhart spoke. Um, and also um, some speakers uh, from a Hispanic organization, which I need to get the, the names. But, um, yeah, so there was a, a good, um, like, mixture of the speakers um, who actually went up there and talked. So I thought it was really, really good. Yeah. Um, I mean, a really good day for a really yeah. shitty reason. Yes. Yeah, you know, and, um, and I've seen, like, I have seen articles going back and forth about, you know, the whole, what's this a a white woman's march and people um, being there. But I think overall, I mean, obviously people can have descending opinions, mm-hmm. but I think overall the people who actually went were there. They felt like it was, you know, very welcoming and very intersectional and, you know, discussing issues of economic justice, racial justice. So mm-hmm. yeah, that was good. Yeah, I think there were some individual incidents that I've read about in various places, but I think, yeah, overall, I think at least the organizers saw although we had all those dysfunctions really leading up to it last week but you know in in the end the organizers really did see the value in making it i mean and the platform itself was one of the most intersectional platforms exactly you know i mean it went all the way can be perfect no nothing can be perfect yeah i mean it went all the way to supporting sex workers um, and those kinds of things. That's so pretty progressive. It, yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was yeah. one of the most progressive things. So, and I think now too, the call is if you went to DC or if you went to one of these local marches, marching is great. And I'm glad that you had a fabulous, wonderful day yeah. because we need those moments because we need to take care of ourselves and find our communities in this mm-hmm. time of God knows what. But now we need to get active. Now we need to do stuff and get yeah. active in community. Find an organization you want to volunteer with, mm-hmm. be it us or Narrow or I mean, Planned Parenthood or... Us or Narrow. Or us or Narrow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing two plugs. <laughs> two plugs for us before we're going on to anyone else. Um, <laughs> like volunteer with me personally. Help me with my <laughs> mental health. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Can't speak any longer. Extreme dead. <laughs> Um, but no, I think that, you know, making sure, and we're seeing it with, you know, our SVPs for events and, yes, you know, there was a ridiculous send off for the March for life, which mm-hmm. is happening today. Um, and we're going to do what Trump predicted and ignore that. Um, and, um, but they had a, a thing in Dayton on that and without any sort of organization or people, I guess, even knowing each other, according to Gabe, who was also there, you know, um, yeah. there was a counter protest to, to that. I think people are energized and want to get involved. So, you know, find find your group and, and get involved in some way because the march was a great start. We just need to build the movement after the march. The march wasn't the be all end all. Yeah. And they um, they did share. You know, the 10 days of action in the first yeah. 100 days. So I thought that was really good. Like immediately after be like, okay, 
Rest one day. <laughs> we got to get back to work. You're still on the bus. You can do this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it is important like to take care of yourself. And if you don't want to be on social media, don't yeah. be. And you don't have to go to every event. You know, you it, that's important. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I was happy that they put that out still as far as because we still have to have stuff we need to do. Because like you said, marching is great. But um, there's still other like tangible tasks that we can do. And um we have to think about, even though I'm definitely thinking about 2018, I'm also thinking about stuff that, you know, we can do that doesn't really have anything to do with the legislature. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, we don't have the numbers <laughs> no. right now. I mean, that's just reality. So but we have to think of other things we can do. Yep. Right. Um and there are reasons for there being things to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so last week uh, we saw a federal version of the six-week ban introduced in Congress. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a federal heartbeat ban, uh, or as I call it, the fartbeat ban. Yes. Because <laughs> that's a, it's a completely legit contraction of federal heartbeat. Yes. It's the fartbeat bill. Yes. Uh, also proves that you're a father of two young sons. Who, yeah, well, you know. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, so they're starting to, uh, to look at this in Congress. Uh, you know, it's the, uh, cast of usual suspects there. Uh, Steve King of Iowa is, is the main sponsor for the bill. Um, he's, you know, the sponsor of many other horrible ideas. Um, so we'll, you know, we'll see where that goes. It sounds like they're coming up with the sort of standard resistance that you get when you introduce a six-week abortion ban. <laughs> Everyone in the room says, hey, isn't that unconstitutional? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then Janet says, no, 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 it's totally not. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, Janet Folger Porter. The, Period. Uh, <laughs> uh, the inventor of the bill, she was there in Congress trying to get as much camera time as humanly possible as she always, always does. Has. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's it's now on members of Congress, which I, I think is interesting because uh, for the past six years in Ohio, you know, what do you think about the heartbeat bill has kind of been a litmus test more and mm-hmm. more for politicians going into office. Mm-hmm. And it didn't really matter if they were going, you know, uh, trying to get elected to an office that would see that piece of state legislation, you know, county commissioners and city council members were being asked, well, what do you think about the heartbeat bill? And it's like, well, it doesn't matter what they think about it. It's state legislation and mm-hmm. not yeah. some, you know, county resolution. Yeah. Uh, and, and members of Congress were being asked to weigh in. So now they're going to have to take a side on this. Um, it'll be very interesting because I, I believe, I would assume that the division that's existed within the state of Ohio between legislators who are in favor of, you know, throwing everything against the wall and seeing what sticks, mm-hmm. you know, and, and trying to destroy Roe mm-hmm. um, in this way versus the other anti-abortion legislators that take that Ohio right to life. Let's chip away at it. Let's pass little incremental things, which mm-hmm. are always damaging, but not as, you know, massively all in one swoop draconian. Yeah. It'll be kind of scary, interesting to see how Congress comes out on this. Yeah, I don't know, man. Part of part of me is like, if they're going to hear this, like, hurry up and hear it while Ginsburg and Kennedy are still on there. <laughs> right. um, if we're going to, because we already know how they're going to. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's also not the only thing. I think that what's what's also happening there too is that 
this is going to cover them for doing other bad shit. Because we know that they're going to introduce a 20-week ban. Yeah. And we know that they've already passed in the House a codification of the Hyde Amendment. So the Hyde Amendment, which blocks Medicaid funding for federal funding through Medicaid for abortion care, unless it's rape or incest or life of the woman, Mm -hmm. um, has been something that they've passed as a budget resolution year Mm -hmm. after year after year. So it had to be redone every single year. So House resolution. And will this take out the exceptions? No, it still has the exceptions in it. Um, And they didn't actually make them worse, which is interesting because before they've been talking about this whole legitimate rape, it has to be reported to the police. Forcible rape. Yeah, forcible rape, which is actually Ohio law Yeah, um, already, but they didn't actually make it worse, but they did codify it. So House Resolution 7 passed by the House. Speaking of exceptions, you mentioned uh, just for our listeners, life of the mother. That's mm-hmm. not the same life of the woman. That's not the same as health of the woman. No, it's life. So she has to be about to die. Yeah. So if she's got a health That's condition. the exception in the bill. It's life, not health. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's always been. The Hyde Amendment. So women right now on Medicaid in Ohio who have are having, yeah, who are having yeah. health issues. I mean, we've, been, we've talked to doctors before. They talk about how they have to wait until their Medicaid patients are about to die before they can help them. And that's not like some sort of, well, you're almost about to die. Now we're going to save your life and return your health. No. <laughs> she's bleeding out here on the table right now. We need to do something right. rather than we and think no she's going to And there's no guarantee that they're so... going to be able to stop whatever yeah. has gone wrong. Mm-hmm. But if you go into your doctor and the doctor says there's something wrong, this is going to threaten your health, that's not reason no. in these legislators' eyes for you to terminate a pregnancy. Yeah. Like preeclampsia is actually a perfect example of that. It's a, you know, it starts out as a slightly elevated blood pressure. Mm-hmm. It causes death on the other end. So, and the only way to treat it is to end the pregnancy. So if she's at, you know, 25, 26, 27 weeks, they deliver said baby and hope for the best for both of them. If she's before that, she has to make a decision on terminating the pregnancy. And, you know, so a woman on Medicaid can't, doesn't get to make that choice until she's away over here about to die with kidney failure and other problems that come with preeclampsia. So, yeah, so the House codified that, made it actual law. Well, passed, they passed their bill to make it actual law. It still has to go through the Senate and then the Senate because they've got the 60 vote rules and those kinds of things. Hopefully we can get that part blocked. But so, you know, it'll be, you know, an interesting ride on the Senate. So I think the heartbeat bill is kind of functioning at the federal level in the same way that it functioned here in Ohio. Big distraction. As a big distraction that will probably never go anywhere, at least for now, because they know they don't have the votes. Right. I mean, even with Trump's appointee, which should have been Obama's exactly. confirmed nominee yes. to the Supreme Court, they're still at a 5-4. Exactly. So we're, we're still at a 5-4. So, you know, they don't have the votes on the Supreme Court right now. So we'll see what happens there, but... Right. And then on the... RBG? Yeah. Hang on. I'm going to put her in a little bubble. When she was at the inauguration, I was like, what is that woman doing outside? Like, on that set? Like, what the hell? No. Uh-uh. Bubble zone box all the time. Right. Um, so that was the fart beat bill. Yes. Back to the state. Um, you know, the... The six-week ban was vetoed here in Ohio. Mm-hmm. Starting on January 1st, we got a brand-new legislative session. So all the bills you know, yes. that didn't pass last time, if they want to retry them, they reintroduce them from scratch. So you know, since, since we've seen it every other legislative session, <laughs> it's likely that we will see another version mm-hmm. of this six-week ban, the heartbeat bill, come back to the Ohio legislature. Yeah. Um, and the difference I mean, between... I really honestly feel at this point, like, <laughs> they... 
they lit. <laughs> they have nothing else to bring to the table. Nope. Oh, I'm they sure have, they'll come up with something. I mean, could they please be a little bit more original? Like, geez. I don't know if you really want to wish for that, <laughs> yeah, honey. That's... Like, that's a wish you really just don't want. <laughs> but no, so that, the, so yeah, the how the. The new session did actually start on January 1st. They've had a couple of kind of perfunctory session days. Um, it really does sound like next week they're actually going to get down to business. Monday we expect to see um, what they call the governor's blue book, which is the governor's version of the state budget. Mm-hmm. Um, so we expect that to come out sometime Monday afternoon. He's required by law to do it by the 31st. So mm-hmm. we're expecting it on Monday the 30th. Um, and then we're starting to hear that some some of the first bills will probably be introduced in the House and the Senate um, next week. As long as the blue book does get introduced on Monday, um, the House Finance Committee, which is the first committee that start, takes up the budget, will actually start hearings on the state budget on, uh, I think it's Tuesday and Wednesday next week. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think we're going to really start seeing some action going on in the state house. I think that's the one bonus we do get with the two-year continuous with a lame duck that always turns out to be completely and totally ridiculous is that our legislature gets a slightly slower start than a lot of other states that have already kind of fully entered into their crazy sessions. So we'll see next week on if we do see some of these bills. I wouldn't be surprised, too, to see some of the fetal tissue disposal bills back again because those did not go anywhere and they are still kind of really pushing on that subject as well. Yeah. Other states have tried it, uh, notably Indiana, who's, you know, Mike Pence's Indiana has been just uh a complete clusterfuck. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, And, you know, they've they've been grumbling about this for quite some time. There were other pieces of legislation that Ohio Right to Life left on the table Mm -hmm. last term. We'll undoubtedly see them try and reintroduce some of those. Um, I would also not be surprised to see what they call the so-called Pastor Protection Act come back, which protects, so-called protects, stupidly, um, ministers from being forced to do marriages they don't want to do, which is actually already their First Amendment right. So right. they already have the right not to do that. But we're going to pass this Pointless law just to be hateful assholes. Yeah, to be Pointless. hateful. Yeah, hateful and pointless. Hate yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised to see that come back with the heartbeat bill. That's really stupid. Yep. Um, and so then the last uh, horrible piece of uh, policy that we want to talk about uh, is the <laughs> reinstatement of the global gag rule yes. um, by 45 mm-hmm. um, over there in the White House. Really, um, Mike Pence? Yeah. Right, because, you know, it's it's not like Donald Trump even understood what this what this was in the past. No. He, he might not understand no, where it is. No, now. like Donald Trump was thinking, I'm going to get in there and I'm going to reverse this global gag roll on a board. <laughs> like, no, of course this is from Mike Pence. Right. Yeah. Like, he doesn't know shit. Mike uh, Pence probably has to help him tie his shoes. <laughs> uh, Michelle Goldberg has a really good explanation of it in Slate Magazine. Uh, I'll include the link in the show notes. Uh, she points out that not only is the global gag rule uh, back, because it, it, this was something created during the, the Bush administration. Uh, Obama got rid of it, uh, and, and so now 45 has, has re-signed it. Um, the previous version of the global gag rule, uh, so for people who don't know, this says that if you're getting, uh, if you're getting federal funds from the U.S. government mm-hmm. uh, anywhere around the world, then you can't 
do abortions or you can't promote abortions. So if, if you can't talk about, yeah, you can't just promote do abor- uh, promote abortion. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's it's very similar to how yeah. our defunding Planned Parenthood happened here in Ohio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's this promoting abortion, whatever which, that means. So if a woman walks in and says, "Hey, how does abortion work?" You can't answer their questions mm-hmm. anymore. That's the gag in Global yeah. Gag. Yeah. yeah, and if you're going to continue to answer those <clears throat> questions, you can't get funds from the U.S. government to help provide health care. Uh, so the previous version of the global gag rule impacted $600 million in U.S. foreign aid uh, that was related to, uh, I believe, family planning funding. This version, the Trump version, affects $9.5 billion yeah. of aid that's just across the board healthcare aid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's Bush... not tied down to just family yeah. planning providers. Mm-hmm. Uh, this impacts, they say, you know, people working on AIDS, malaria, maternal and child health, you know, all sorts of healthcare programs that we have an interest in continuing. We're yeah. threatening their funding if they talk about abortion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's not just the family planning money that Bush gagged. It's all of our international healthcare aid. So Zinka money. Um all of these things that, you know, malaria, tuberculosis, all of these things are now tied. If your organization dares to speak the word abortion out loud, you can no longer get this money. I read an article, it was an op-ed in um, the New York Times where they said that they actually, during the Bush years, when he signed that piece of paper, 16 countries lost all of their imports of birth control from the United States. 16 countries right. lost all of that access. Um and, and you mentioned Zika when when we're talking about that. That's a very legitimate reason to terminate a pregnancy. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. it's up to the woman. Don't. They're all legitimate a, yeah, yeah, reasons. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So um, that's yes. that's that's a, a very serious health yes. crisis mm-hmm. yeah. that does uh, lead women to make the choice to terminate a pregnancy. Uh-huh. That's what I meant. Yeah. Um, and so they're not going to stop terminating pregnancies if they are having you know, uh, developing signs of microencephaly and, and developing those pregnancy complications. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's not like they can just opt out of getting Zika. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, they have to terminate those pregnancies or, you know, raise children, you know, attempt to raise children with severe birth defects. Um, and so if they continue to do that, which they have to do, then they're losing out on, you know, the AIDS funding. They're mm-hmm. losing out on malaria funding, it says here. Mm-hmm. So, Or they're forcing that woman to go someplace un- completely unsafe and illegal to get that procedure. Right. This is like the cruelest ever catch-22 to poor countries yeah. all around the world, $9.5 billion. Mm-hmm. I also find it really interesting on the Zika front that we all now don't care about it because we're not going to Brazil to go to the Olympics anymore. Have you noticed that? Like We haven't been talking about anybody having problems with Zika after we all left yeah. Rio. Right. Yeah. After the Olympics. Right. Like it all just went away. All the white people were leaving, you know, South America, so we don't need to pay attention to that anymore. Mm-hmm. That just occurred to me in my brain. I wanted to say that out loud. It, yeah. So now that you've said that, I really want to watch and see if there is a March, April, spring break resurgence of this uh-huh. in the media. Uh, because, you know, all the little rich kids are going to come back from Cancun mm-hmm. and, you know, is this suddenly going to be headline worthy? Then? Yeah, because we all think about it, you know, like in Ohio, we have a mosquito season because right now, as I watch snow fall down outside of our window, no mosquitoes are actually surviving right now. But yeah. in Rio, in Central America and in the Caribbean, 
they're still buzzing around having a grand old time because it doesn't get cold there. So, yeah. you know, the same Zika issue that existed before the Olympics and during the Olympics is still existing right now. It's just that, you know, we don't care about it anymore because we're not going. So, yeah. So, yeah, that's, I mean, and, and it's been interesting to see other countries and what they're doing. I guess the Netherlands, I saw an article yesterday, the Netherlands is actually stepping up. Their prime minister said that they would, would step up the amount of foreign aid that they give for health care and family planning services mm-hmm. without any, you know, gags attached to it. Yeah. And um, they've heard from, I guess, many other countries. I'll send a link to Gabe so I can put it in the show notes. Um, and have raised, you know, I think it's somewhere in the the range of maybe like five to fifteen million dollars. I mean, it's still a drop in the bucket to those billions of dollars yeah. that we're losing. But other countries are stepping up and saying, "No, that's not right. We're going to try yeah. to do what we can to because help for them, it's this. not a political issue. No. It's just a healthcare issue. We've we're the only ones who've made it into like this stark political yeah. issue for whatever because the right mm-hmm. made it into a political issue." Because they were losing on the front yeah. of civil rights. And so they had to figure out a way to gin up their base, though. They talked about abortion. Yep. Like, yeah. It's, we also are completely puritanical in our sex and don't want people to have sex. But, yeah. You know. How dare women have sex for pleasure? Exactly. Okay. On that and note. <laughs> and, this is, and I'm like, that's from other women. Yeah. I, I feel mm-hmm. bad for those women. I'm like, you must have never had an orgasm in your life. <laughs> but, you know, one of my I fav- digress. Yeah. <laughs> one of my favorite, actually, on that topic, one of my favorite Lobby Day stories was from our very first Lobby Day. Um, <laughs> I mean, we had like 7,500 people. It was our smallest, you know, because it was the very first one. And people came. It was, um, oh, shoot, I'm going to remember, forget her name. Rydalbeck. Representative Bridalback is a woman from, like, I think it's Duffy's district now. I think it was, like, the Worthington okay. area. I think that's the right word, but name, but I'll check it. But um, mm-hmm. they came back from their um, their meeting with this female state representative, and we were talking about birth control and comprehensive sex ed and all these things. And she told um, our Lobby Day crew that went to her office that sex was only for procre- procreation, and she only had sex to procreate in her marriage. And they were like, I didn't Seriously? even know. I didn't know what to, I, like, they all were just like, I, 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 we just kind of ended the meeting because none of us knew what the hell to say. And she has two kids, so obviously she had sex at least twice. Um, but it was just one of those. Probably not more than that. <laughs> it was just one of those, like, you know, not only did she kind of do the blanket statement, which we know they all believe that sex should always be open to procreation and you shouldn't do anything to like stop that from happening, mm-hmm. but that, you know, that's what she practiced in her own personal relationship. And yeah, they, they came back. It was funny cause you could tell something had gone like totally weird. Cause they all kind of came in with this shocked, like, I don't know. It just happened. Look on their face. So Yeah. There's some weird people that get elected to the yes. state legislature. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Why would you in your... I mean, I don't care. I don't care about people having premarital sex. But why would you, if you do care about... Even in your marriage, you wouldn't have sex with your husband only to have... What? I, okay, let's move on because she's fucking crazy. Okay, yeah, that's insane. That is insane. Like... <laughs> no! Yes. But but there are pe- but you're right. There are people that believe that that sex should mm-hmm. only be for procreation. Yep. 
And they end up like the Duckers or the Johnstons here or whatever with their, you know, 19 or 10 or whoever many kids. Oh, yeah. And yeah. They move on. Or they don't end up like that because they never yeah. have sex. Mm-hmm. Yep. If she only had two kids, <laughs> I mean, damn, like, I'm sorry. That's just insane to me. <laughs> like, why, why would And then you, you have that? excessive pent-up aggression and you pass stupid policies. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> this is where this comes from. <laughs> exactly. sexual frustration. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> games, games figured out the key to everything. I shouldn't judge. She could have a vibrator, so I mean, it's possible. You know the woman that says. I those know words. she doesn't have a vibrator. <laughs> I know it's horrified by the idea of a vibrator. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so completely off track. <laughs> <laughs> That's just I don't know. So Maybe crazy. she's got a hundred of them. That's just so crazy. Yeah. yeah. Wouldn't that be great if she had like a little basement and <laughs> just. Lining the walls, just dildo after dildo after dildo. That would make more sense than never having yes. sex. Yes, it would. That would make more sense. Yeah. But you know it's not the case. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's so funny how different religions treat all this stuff because, you know, so much of that is biblically based. That, yeah. You know, that we teach kids that sex is dirty and gross and only it's funny sex is dirty and gross and you shouldn't do it before you're married but it's this wonderful beautiful thing to do within a married relationship i'm like how does that switch when you put a ring on the finger like i'm i'm not following that but one of the things that i love about there's a fabulous sex ed program that's based in the uu the unitarian church and the united church of christ they created this our whole lives program Mm -hmm. and it's based off of god gave us sex because it's fabulous and wonderful and should be celebrated and here's every Everything you need to know about it. Yeah, if you're doing it right. I yeah. mean, so you know, and so it, ta- <laughs> you know, it never kind of gives that, you know, don't do it. This is bad and evil kind yeah. of message. Primarily. Are you going to be a chewed up mm-hmm. piece of yeah. gum? Uh-huh. Like, exactly. no. You know, it, it it comes from you know their moral beliefs and their more you know moral base and those kinds of things. And it's just this very interesting, you know, when you decide that it's right for you, and here's how you protect yourselves, and here's information about abortion and adoption, and mm-hmm. you know, in the whole spectrum of things. So it really, you know, kind of gives a a healthy base for people to yeah. work from. Of you know, when yes. you feel it's ready, you're ready. Yeah, it's this wonderful, beautiful thing, and here's how you be healthy about it and everything else. So exactly, that's a much better way to look yeah, at it than the shaming. Yeah, thing. don't do it. Sex is bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gabe's just gonna sit here talking about staring at us. That's important though, yeah. and especially um, if you're also someone there that's LGBT. Like mm-hmm. they, yeah. then they didn't even include you until recently because you right. couldn't get married. Yeah. So I guess you were also just going to be celibate for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Like no. You say that as if these churches recognize those marriages. <laughs> That is true. They don't. But that's okay. It's not they're like, well, we couldn't recognize that before, but now, now there's do. a Supreme Court case. That's true. They still don't recognize <laughs> it, which is the sad part. churches did not have some no. moment No, they didn't. No. Well, they, they should. I mean, that's well, yeah, why people are running away mm-hmm. from you. So yeah. if you want to keep people there, keep your doors open, I would think they would have an awakening, but I guess not. Yeah. Whatever. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's close it out with uh you wanna sing? <laughs> let's get it on. Okay, yay. Um we have a lot of events coming up because the row anniversary was just on the Sunday. T- yes. 
<laughs> which was the 22nd, so I had the right date. Um, the 22nd is why I said I know I got away from my microphone. Anyway, um, we're so we're having a lot of road together activist boot camps. They're going to be inside. Um, we're going to have breakout sessions. Um, talk, doing like storytelling and media training. Um, yeah, so it's going to be really good. We're going to have one here in Columbus on February 8th, nope. Wednesday. Before that. Oh, sorry. Okay. Before that, um, sorry, I was going to do your graphically. Oh. Um, <laughs> that's how my brain works. Chronologically. Um, <laughs> okay, chronologically, we're having one this Tuesday. Yep. Yes, uh, Jan- <laughs> Tuesday, January 31st in Cincinnati. Um, go on our Facebook. Um, you can go on Facebook, click Row Together. All the events will come up in the different cities. Um, Links in the show notes for all of this. Yeah, exactly. So 31st, Cincinnati, uh, February 8th here in Columbus, February 18th in Dayton. February and 9th in Cleveland. February 9th in Cleveland. Um, yeah, we're also having ones up north. Mm-hmm. So, but again, all the links will be in the show notes. So please come out and join us. Should be a good time. Yeah. A lot of our partner organizations <laughs> are partnering with us to, you know, put this together. Yep. And the one in Toledo is being planned. So if you're in the Northwest Ohio area, hang, hang tight. We're, we're working on a date and things up there. So, mm-hmm. right. Uh, and then on February 15th is the Comedy for, for Choice, Choice. Yep. Uh, event at the um, Ace of Cups Bar in Columbus, mm-hmm. uh, February 15th for that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so go to facebook.com slash NARAL Pro Choice Ohio uh, and click on events and you'll find information for all of these um, or like I said in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okie doke. All righty. We'll see everybody next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.